Welcome back to another edition of the Forts Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Inferno. We're at Forts Athletics. We equip coaches and athletes with the tools they seek out in order to achieve their unique and specific goals. We are recording on Wednesday afternoon, October 12th, 2022. We are three days into our 22-23 track and field season. Which sounds kind of crazy, uh, considering it's been like 18 years since my first track and field season. And uh, today, during lunch with uh, one of our school social workers, we were talking about uh, students and abilities and discipline and, and things of that nature. And we got talking about when like when was there a switch or like what what has caused maybe some different student behaviors to be amplified today as opposed to I don't know like 10 15 20 years ago and it got me thinking about athletes and coaching and how I started my track and field coaching career kind of like by accident and the athletes that I coached and worked with back in 0405 compared to the athletes that I'm working with in 22-23. And uh, I find a lot of uh, similarities and parallel, but then other, um, other differences. Things that I didn't really think of or maybe consider back in 0405 because I was like just trying to stay above water with uh, coaching and going to grad school and teaching at the same time uh, as opposed to now where being in a school district and trying to lead a group of individuals in education and with track, uh, there's some similarities there as well. So some of the things that I do find very similar with the the athletes, I was going to say the kids, they're my kids, um, but our student athletes, is that there is a similar drive and passion for competition. And uh, being Division Three, my whole career, um, I'm, I'm not as familiar. Well, I, I don't know what it would be like or what it is like at the Division One or Division Two level. Um, I don't want to say it's more competitive necessarily, but you know, when there's scholarship opportunities and monies are offered based on performance, there seems to be a heightened sense of pressure and a heightened sense of um, expectation, depending on where athletes came from in high school to where you know they go in college. And uh, but the the drive. And I think expectations has remained quite similar, you know, for the most part. I mean, every once in a while you have athletes that maybe, I don't want to say take it too seriously, because uh, I don't know what, like, taking it too seriously, like the Division Three level might look like, per se, as far as, like, a comparison to D2 or D1. Um, but as far as, like, work ethic and ability, there's, there's really a lot of similarities, especially for athletes who come to track having never competed before in track. I mean, the baseline is the same for everybody. Like, we're all starting, you know, essentially from scratch, and we're trying to build towards something. 
Now, the goals, I think, is something that, uh, the realistic expectations, I think, is something that's changed. And I'm still trying to point, or put a, put, put my finger on the pulse, if you will, of, like, trying to figure out why exactly that is, or what might cause that, where I've seen over the course of the last couple of years, you know, athletes that maybe didn't have realistic expectations of where they were, but then not really being able to like verbalize or like pinpoint why, like what that might be or like what might be causing that, which um, is really interesting to me because, you know, throwing in high school the last couple of years, I mean, most kids lost the season and then coming back and, and trying to compete at like, you know, an altered or modified, like, schedule and, 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 and things of that nature might give athletes, like, uh, this, I don't know, this idea that maybe, I don't know, it's, it's difficult for me to, to, to explain, like, in my head, I can, I can, I'm explaining it to myself just fine in Italian, but trying to, trying to be able to verbalize it. I think their performances and their expectations don't match up for the most part, um, where athletes have a certain, like, swagger about them, but that swagger maybe hasn't quite transitioned well to the college level, uh, you know, throwing different, at least for the men, throwing different weighted implements, never throwing a hammer before or a weight before, a uh, 35-pound weight could be very humbling, uh, to the biggest and, and strongest individuals, um, but that's where, well, that's where I see kind of like, okay, this is where you threw in high school, but you want to get to another level, but you're not willing to put in maybe what it takes to get to that level. And I talked a little bit about that when Lewis was inducted in the Hall of Fame a couple of weeks ago in Nazareth, and I started sharing that before I got emotional about the expectations and the reality of, you know, coming in and, you know, I think his first meet, he threw like 30 feet, he ended his freshman season at like 40 feet and he finished his career at 67 feet. So that's uh, a huge deviation from the norm, right? I don't know how many college athletes put like 27 feet on the weight uh, from their freshman to senior year, especially as somebody who's never competed in track before. Maybe if you've competed in high school and the discus and the shot, like you have that acronym uh, for it. but or acumen rather, uh, but just starting from scratch, right? So having like realistic expectations and holding yourself accountable to what those realistic expectations might might be or might, might look like. And I definitely see it at the academic level. So that's maybe for another podcast episode, um, academics and our, and our newbies, at least our freshmen and sophomores. Uh, but uh, as far as other... Other parallels, we talked a little bit about work ethic and, and the goal setting uh, process and uh, the willingness to learn. Uh, and I've never, knock on wood, like I've never worked with an athlete or coached a college athlete that was really, I don't know, not coachable. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know if that's the right word. Like I've never had an athlete that really was defiant or just, I don't know, you just see stories and you read things and, uh, 
the coaching circles about athletes that um, are very receptive to coaching feedback and uh, <coughs> there's just some uh, disconnects and I don't know, some type of turmoil, right? Some conflict, internal conflict between the coach and the athlete, which ultimately leads to, um, you know, unfulfilled expectations on the side of both the coach and the athlete, right? Especially if we're working with a high-profile athlete and coach-athlete relationship kind of goes goes astray, then it's difficult to kind of like reel that back in and, um, and be able to get back on point towards, you know, accomplishing... You know, whatever goals um, the athlete and the coach have have for themselves for that for that specific season, um, which I always think is really interesting to uh, keep track of. I, there may have been like one athlete at Fredonia once who didn't really like how I taught, like learn to turn. Um, but then he was an interesting fellow. He. Was left-handed shot putter, discus thrower, but his coach in high school taught him how to throw the weight and hammer right-handed. So we would work on drills left-handed for the other events, and then right-handed for weight and hammer. And uh, he and I didn't always kind of see eye to eye on things, but I just thought it was really interesting—the dynamic of throwing two events right-handed and throwing two events left-handed but oh well that's uh that's what you get sometimes i guess uh with with some high high school coaching but uh yeah that's the similarities and uh and differences it's just really interesting seeing this group of athletes uh how they've responded how how serious for lack of a better term how serious they're taking what's happening right now compared to how well they think they're performing. I don't know, just, there's just like a, a gap somewhere of this is what my distance is, but I think I'm better than that. I want to be better than that, but I'm not putting in the work to, to get there, which, I don't know, just kind of boggles my mind. I mean, track, the stratific stratification is so easy to identify, right? Whoever throws the farthest wins, whoever runs the fastest wins, whoever jumps the farthest or the highest wins. Um, and if you take the steps, if there's certain steps, there are certain steps that you need to take in order to get there to throw the farthest, for example. Um, and I think we have a pretty good idea with sport science and, and sport performance and human performance, what some of those um, traits and skills are that we need to learn and identify as coaches, right? And be able to teach them to our athletes. And then for our athletes to be able to learn and incorporate those skills into um, their performance, right? Like it's, it's somewhere pretty cut and dry, right? Uh, work ethic, uh, ability to learn, being coachable, being able to take to the certain throwing events, right? But then the coach willingness to work with the athletes how they communicate expectations, how they communicate drills, how they just communicate in general. Uh, we know that there's certain things that you should be able to do or need to be able to do to throw a certain distance. And um, when athletes kind of look back and don't see that, um, 
accountability or take responsibility for themselves, it kind of makes you wonder, makes me wonder, like, what what are we missing as coaches? Like, what's the disconnect between I want to throw the shot 50 feet, but I don't want to work out in the weight room, or I want to be an All-American in the hammer, but I don't want to do all of these, like, learn the turn drills or whatever. So it's just really interesting dichotomy of trying to figure out what's the best recipe for each individual's success and which ingredients, I mean, we have a pretty good idea what the ingredients are, but which ingredients are gonna give each athlete the best opportunity in their own recipe um, to achieve their unique and specific goals. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Forks Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Inferno, and have a great day.